Hey everyone, it's Ed from the VG Embassy. It's almost June, and I'm sure you know what that means. It's almost time for the Masters of VGM event. This is an event where for the entire month, all of your favorite VGM podcasts will focus on one theme around video game music composers. This year, we're sharing composers that we feel might deserve a little bit more of the spotlight than they're currently getting. There's going to be a ton of shows participating. Um, let me see. I have that list here. Uh, hey, hey, Larry, you got that list? No, no, not the grocery list. The list of all the podcasts. Yeah. What do you mean you gave it to me already? No, I don't. I don't have it. I'll look. All right. Oh, here it is. My bad. My bad. All right. So it's going to be my show, as well as Nerd Noise Radio, Shujin Academy VGM Club, A VGM Journey, VG Emporium, ReVGM, Gameable Audio, BG Mania, Rhythm and Pixels, CRT Sound System, Volt Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine, and more. More. What do you mean more, Larry? Who are the, who's the more? No, I don't, I don't know. Did you put more on here? All right, well, I guess there's going to be more. If you want to find out who the more is, check out mastersofvgm.com on your favorite web browser or hit up the tweets at mastersofvgm. We hope you enjoy the event. You're listening to Jetman Stage from Rocco Chan. Released in 2011, composed by Vixi Nyan. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, God, he is nothing. That's oh, not right. You messed it up, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, he's, it's Bedroth. It's Bedroth. It's me. I'm, I was going to say he is the host of the movie bar, but I don't do that anymore. I'm, I am the host of nothing. That's right. So That's it just right. came out as he's nothing. <laughs> Which at is least not true week. at all. At least this Which is week. not true at all. He is, ah, that is not true at all. Ah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Oh man, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling like two degrees shy of nothing right now, though. I'm yeah. He's been you telling me about that. Spent all day getting ready for Shukapow's birthday slash graduation party because not only did she just graduate high school, she just turned eighteen. So we're combining it all into a big party get together cookout thing tomorrow, and I 
spent all day getting uh, the front yard and backyard ready. And let me tell you, that does not feel the same at 40 as it did at 30 or 35. (laughs) (laughs) I am am, am tired, but I'm excited. I am. I am excited as well. And I am also tired. Um, So we we will we will be tired together throughout this episode. And of course, as I already told you, but of course, on air, congratulations to Shu Kapow and happy birthday as well. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the episode, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you chose and listen to us on, drops a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tier, see what we're doing. If you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week, works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, JexX and Zanku. Bedroth, the um, episode for this week hasn't posted yet. That's okay. I'm just really, really freaking busy this week. Busier than usual. I was kind of talking you about that a little bit earlier yeah um and i will be extremely busy next week as well which means this episode will likely not post on time either um but after that it should be smooth sailing for a little bit at least several weeks or maybe even a month or two to where i won't feel like crap and i won't be so tired and uh during that time i should hopefully be able to get energized and you know and things will be good we'll catch but, up uh, hopefully we'll by the time up. uh by the end of the weekend that manami matsume episode will have posted um However, this week we lied to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was my fault. I I uh, mixed some things up with our uh, upcoming guest. So yeah, <laughs> this is we, not uh, clearly. This is not our Masters of EGM round two episode. Nope, uh, that will be next week. Yeah. So this week, Bedroth, this is a you idea. What are we doing? Yeah, and actually, you know, it makes sense coming right off the Manami Matsume episode. Coming right off of Manami Matsume, it's actually perfect yeah. timing. This is the uh, this is the idea that you actually cribbed from when we did the Zelda clones games, episode, Zelda like yep. games. <laughs> this is also man's uh, play on the, the the term also rans or people who who tried to be something but didn't quite get there. <laughs> These are Mega Man clones and. Man, we are going from some that are fairly well-known to some that uh, I had never heard of before looking this up to some that I had definitely heard of and forgotten about (laughs) for good reason and to one that is actually pretty much brand new. So... Yeah, like I said, I'm excited. We got we got a lot of a lot of cool stuff today. I'm really excited to get into this one too. Um, I knew a lot of the games that ended up making the list today. However, you have three, I think three, that I had never heard of before. And then I have one on my list that I had never heard of either. So that that was kind of fun getting to kind of, you know, find some new things. Yeah, looking at your list, I, I bet the one that you, well, it's pretty obvious to me, the one that you would not heard of. I'm guessing so it's, it's uh, in your first too. block. It certainly is. Yeah, okay. It's the end of my first block. <laughs> yeah, because the other two in your first block and also your closer. Very well known. <laughs> those games were on my, uh, on my short list. So, um, of course, of course. Yeah. And the, the very last one just barely didn't, didn't make the cut um, with some of the other ones I brought. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the other ones I, I didn't bring just because um, we've already played stuff from before. And technically, we've already played, I think, one other thing from a couple of these games. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, I'm glad but you that's not it. the rule. It just, it just can't be a track we played before. I know. Man, can know. you imagine? Can you imagine if the rule was you can't bring a track <laughs> from a game? We, we This podcast would be have ended a long time ago. Oh, I don't know, Maybe man. There's a true. lot of games that's out there. That's probably not true. There is a shitload of video <laughs> games out there now. But... 
but yeah, but no, it's uh, sometimes I just have to have uh, have to have things that help me narrow stuff down, and that's one that's easy to go with. So fair, fair, fair. But fair. Uh, so, but man, if it wasn't clear to anybody else uh, with that opening track uh, that we're doing, you know, Mega Man like games, <laughs> how Mega Man does that sound? <laughs> that Rocco Jan track. I mean, not only how Mega Man does it sound, but how Mega Man does it look. Now, obviously, the purpose of this game, from what I can tell, uh, this is one that I had never heard of, mm-hmm. but it, it was a Flash game. Like, this was just, yeah, just some random Flash game, and honestly, is basically a almost clone, actual legit clone of, of Mega Man. I mean, the character, it's just Mega Man with the with the helmet off. And it's like if Mega Man took his helmet off and you thought, oh, my God, it's actually a girl. Like when Samus took her helmet off, and like, oh, my God, it's actually like that. That's that's Rocco Chan. Yep. Yep. That's that's what it is. And it's like somebody just took this. Uh, um, OK, uh, King Sukutu is the um, the online name of the person who made the game. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just an homage to Mega Man. That's all it is. Uh, yep. It's got. Uh, Rocco Chan has six robot bosses that she has to defeat. Uh, Hockey Man, Volcano Man, Lightning Man, Jet Man, Rolling Man, and Forest Man. Um, And this is Jet Man's theme that we opened up with. And I just thought this was really cool. Sounds a little more like uh, Takashi Tateshi. This Tateshi, is a really cool track. Uh, than Manami it does. Matsumai I was going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't sound so much like Manami Matsume. It really yeah. doesn't. This is more Mega Man 2 than Mega Man 1, but it's... Um, yeah, but it's it's really good stuff, and I mean the game is probably you know get online. It's free. Check it out. Waste it's ten. preserved online. It is out there available still. Wait, a waste ten minutes. See how it is, and you know you you only lost ten minutes if it's no good. So, but the music's great. Go check out the music online. It's all really cool stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out some more of this because I like I said I hadn't heard of this before, and I've never heard of Vixie Neon. Um, Me neither. So you know maybe there's more stuff out there by them as well. We'll have to see. Yeah, absolutely. We will have to see. I think we're gonna have a lot of music that sounds like this today. I think so too. I think so too. I mean, you know, <laughs> like we talked about last week, Manami Matsume As it should. Uh, yeah. really established that sound very strongly. And so, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. Cool stuff. Well, let's see in this first block because we've got some of the earliest Mega Man clones coming up in this first block. So, yeah. So, my first block, right? So, when I saw your submissions come in, because you usually do submit yours, as we've mentioned before, you usually submit yours first and then I try to fill the gaps. Um, I think in your seven, right, there's going to be some that people have heard of. Obviously, there's several that I've heard of. And None of them are massive, right? Like big named or well-known games. I think maybe one or two of them are on the verge of that, but but not quite on the same level as the first two in my block. These are more like a two bigger, well-known NES games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of these NES games is one that I think quite a few people have probably heard of. Um, if only because of what it's based on. Uh, and then one of uh, a couple of our franchises are pretty, uh, I think, f- at least for Mega Man fans, if you mention it by name, they'll recognize the name. But Absolutely. you know what? We keep, uh, we keep dancing around it. You want to just go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's do that. So we are going to kick off this first block by taking a listen to Red Planet from Bucky O'Hare, released January 31st, 1992, composed by Tomoko Sumiyama.
Coming up next, let's take a listen to Boss Battle from Darkwing Duck. This released in June of 1992, and it was composed by Yasuaki Fujita. Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Gun Blazing, The Barracks from Rex Rocket. This released on August 5th, 2014, and it was composed by Sasquatch.
Coming back in, we are talking about Red Planet from Bucky O'Hare, again released January 31st, 1992, composed by Tomoko Sumiyama. Dude, this just, oh, this is just so good as the entire soundtrack to this game just yeah. freaking slaps, man. It does, it does. It and really freaking like, does. <laughs> Konami was just... The Konami music was always so on point on the NES, and it's so distinctive. Like, you hear those drums at the beginning, you know this is a Konami track. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's like, what if Konami did... It's almost like, what if Konami did Mega Man? But it really, it has more of an adventure feel than a sci-fi feel, I guess, because... You know, Bucky O'Hare is about space animal mutants. It's not about robots. So <laughs> Yeah, this this game was was based on a comic, right? That it came out in the seventies, I think. I think so, yeah. There was a very short lived T V show. Um, but then, then then there was this game and I I've seen images of the comic. I think I've maybe seen bits and pieces of the T V show, like here and there, but um really the game is the only exposure I have. I rented this a few times and, and it is fun. Uh, there's a point near the end where I got stuck, actually, and um, I ended up, like, crying in frustration. And so uh -huh. this was, like, the, the <laughs> third or fourth time I'd rented the game. And my dad called the video store and complained that they rented out a game that made a kid cry. Because <laughs> I couldn't articulate what the problem was. And so he thought it was something in the game that traumatized me. <laughs> and he never let me rent How it again. How old were you at the so. time? I was probably like eight, maybe. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. but you know, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. You I've, have not played I've this seen game. people play this game. Yeah, I've never actually personally played this game. I've seen entire playthroughs by now. Um, obviously, I have it consumed the entire soundtrack so many times. Um, it's so there good. were a number, a number of tracks I could have brought, dude. Any of them would have been fine. I just really am partial to this track. I think this is one of the coolest tracks on the soundtrack. And it's the Red Planet. How can you not like Mars? Right? Right? Yeah, it really is. It's cool. It is cool. Uh, also, shout out, though, like I w said when we were listening, to Yellow Planet. That's another one of my favorites. But the title so what theme is, 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 actually is, is also really good. Yellow Planet, I mean, I'm obviously, this is not the case in Bucky O'Hare, <laughs> but I mean, it kind of, sort of, right? They're different. You are going to different areas. Um, but like Yellow Planet, Venus is kind of yellow, right? Kind of, yeah. Like I, I, that's probably the yellow west of the planets. Yeah. It's got a yellowish hue. I guess Saturn, I guess, is technically yellow, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gas giant. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it is yellow. But it is yellow. Yeah. Yeah. As far it's as still a planet you know. too. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a gas giant does not make it a no, not a planet. <laughs> Technically, still counts. Oh man, Pluto, we're getting Pluto, off track. <laughs> Poor Pluto. <laughs> Poor Pluto. Poor Pluto. Bed Bedroth, I need to ask you something though. As we as we go off track, I need to ask you something. What the is mysterious that? Planet X, right? Is it out there? You think it's out there? I mean, there are a whole lot of other planets out there. Um, I mean, the the fabled missing planet in our solar system. So the 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 theory is that there is a massive planet that's got knocked off its trajectory that is on like a 20 or 30,000 year cycle around the sun. And every so often it gets close enough to like screw some shit up. Um, and the reason we can't see it, first of all, is because it's so far away. But second of all, it's because you have to like, you know, it has to be on the right section of the sky or whatever to find it because of the arc of the actual axis that it's supposed to be following around the sun, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of crazy theories out there, man. Yeah, there I don't are. know. There are. I think it, I think it might be out there. Um, I think 
it's unlikely that by this point we wouldn't have noticed something when we can we can see things in galaxies that are you know so many light years away i think something that's that close to us even if it has a weird orbit i think we would have found it by now um i do think there think. used to be a planet between mars and jupiter though and it got busted up and that's the, where the, the asteroid one that got shattered from. into the asteroid belt yeah yep. like yeah tens or tens or thousands of millions of billions of years ago or whatever yeah that's probably the case yep and all that stuff had to come from somewhere absolutely yep. yeah had to come from somewhere those are just all the rocks the other planets didn't want when they turned into planets they're like nope i don't yeah. want you <laughs> yeah they just kick, kicked them <laughs> off to the side right they didn't want to fuse with them to, to make them part of their planet like like link fuses everything in, in I, tears of I, kingdom i had no idea bucky o'hare would spawn what's probably going to be our longest conversation of the night <laughs> <laughs> oh man especially when i have dark so much more history wing with dark duck. Wing duck yeah absolutely let's get dangerous bud yeah <laughs> talking about boss battle from dark wing duck again released in june 1992 composed by yasuaki fujita no wonder this sounds so much like Mega Man 3. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. This is just, I honest, and I know we've mentioned this before. Darkwing Duck is one of the better NES soundtracks ever it on is. that platform. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's just so good. And he, he does so well with it. It's really jazzy. I feel like it's... It's the next level of where he wanted to take Mega Man, but it would have gone far, too far away from the established sound, I bet. Uh, because it is like it's Mega Man, but taken to kind of a different a different and jazzier level, in my opinion. Um, I had Moliarty's stage on my, my short list, and uh, okay. it's, it's got a really funky beat to it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Again, this is another game that we could have brought any track from the soundtrack and it would have done just fine. It would have been amazing to listen to again. You previously have brought a track from this game on the show. Um, Quacker Jack stage? Yeah, Quacker Jack's bridge. Um, or Quacker Jack bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A really, a really, really strong track. Um, maybe technically the strongest one on, Probably on the, the soundtrack. Probably the best on the soundtrack. Yes, Although, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know how I would defend that. It's just it's kind of something I feel. But I also really like uh, you know Bushroot stage. Liquidator stage is really funky and really cool. Um, and man, just talking about these enemies, it gets me all nostalgic. Do you have much history with Darkwing Duck, the the show or the game? Unfortunately not. Ah, man. So, I mean, I I used to watch the show, but I've not seen all the episodes. Um, I have played this game, but I've never finished the game. I, I remembered enough about the show. I didn't think I was that big of a fan, but I remembered enough about the show that I caught, like, all of the... There were a bunch of cameo things when Darkwing showed up in the new DuckTales show that that aired a few years ago. Um, yeah, and I, I'm I almost caught, positive we talked about a lot of this, like when when you brought that track. I, brought, I remember yeah, the like, bits Jack. and pieces of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had such a cool rogues gallery. It, it's it's really really campy stuff, and it leans into it so hard. And I mean, it's just it's just freaking cool. Like the name Darkwing Duck. Like yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's really cool. It's man. really cool, it's really, but really the, silly. The show at the same is so time. good too. Like the actual cartoon is very very good. Again, I just have never been that big into TV. Like I've never mm -hmm. watched a lot of TV. Um, so I've seen some episodes. I really should go back and like watch the original series from start to finish at some point. Um, but this game, dude, this game is just a lot of fun too. Like I said, I never finished it. The really game. Is. I know it's not, it's probably what if a long play 
start to finish the game's definitely not longer than an hour if, if yeah, you speed nah, run yeah, through somebody it. who knows how to play it could probably get through it in like 30 minutes um yeah 20 30 minutes maybe not 20 minutes but probably 30 or so the enemy placement is not as smooth as in like a Mega Man game at least not the first three uh but the mechanic of being able to hang off of the ceiling and then jump up was really cool and the what that added to the platforming really helped differentiate this from Mega Man and uh um, this was a fun game. Um, again, not technically, I think, as tight as a Mega Man game, especially Mega Man 2, but still really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this was a really cool game. Um, I remember you used to be able to, like, grab onto the or use the light posts. I, did, I think you used to grab mm -hmm. on the light post to jump over gaps, right? Like I said, I probably only got through the first couple stages. Um, but this was a really good platformer. And obviously, like I said, one of the more well-known NES clones back in that day. Like this was known to be very similar to Mega Man even back then. Yeah. Uh, all, you know, actually also done by Capcom, which is also kind of cool. It is. It is. Yeah. And now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yes, something I had never heard of. This is the one game on my list that I had never heard of. Um, talking about Guns Blazing, otherwise known as the Barracks or Area 3 from Rex Rocket, released August 5th, 2014, composed by Sascrotch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> This is <laughs> sick, though, dude. Like, this, this is, is amazing. Good. This is dope as hell. Weird name, Sascrotch, right? Weird yeah. name. Yeah. You know it's weird. If you're listening, Sascrotch, you know you picked it because <laughs> it's weird. But this is a dope-ass track, man. This is so good. Yes. Very well done. It, it It's one of those things where it's... Um, I can't remember. There's one other. There's one other guy that I chat with on the on the discords sometimes. Uh, goes by Rage Cage, and he um, he actually has a, a show, the VG Emporium. Um, it's pretty fun, uh, interesting, quirky. Go check it out. But he gets into some of the technical capabilities of the different systems and chips and stuff sometimes, which is which is kind of a cool niche. Um, but he. Uh, I can't remember his term for it, but it's like Jake Hoffman, when he did Shovel Knight, he was using a tracker. He had some different plugins that made it act like, like, uh, you know, the Sunsoft tracks uh, had more stuff in them than, say, your basic NES track. But um, but he used basic NES part, uh, hardware for what he made. Um, and then there are, it's almost like fake tune. There are things that sound like chip tune, but they're not really, not quite. I feel like this is probably fake tune because you pointed out that the bass at least sounds more like a Genesis. It sounds than very NES. Genesis. It really does. Yeah. But there are parts of It doesn't sound like this. NES bass. Yeah, it does have like an NES bass, but I tell you what some of the instruments really make me think of is uh, Maniac Mansion on the NES. Okay. There's yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of like the guitars in here make it sound like that, which was a really, really different soundtrack because of how George Sanger put it together. So anyway, however it was composed, uh, I would be interested in, in finding out, you know, talking to this, this Sascrotch, Sascrotch person and finding out what he did because this is a really, really just interesting on a technical level as well as on a compositional level. Yeah. So uh, Sascrotch, I don't think you're wrong, Bedroth. Uh, Sascrotch is based out of Chicago and it says here, I write chip music, mostly chip break or fake bit. Okay, and fake I'm bit. starting to compose music for video games. Yep. So I think you are correct. Well, that's cool that, that, the, that they're breaking out of the of the scene and getting into some actual games that's really he cool. has good for him um 
He had so I'm looking at his Bandcamp. He has um, a couple albums on there with like some of his take on Sonic music. Okay, I'll have to go check that out. There are so many like Sonic fan composers out there. Oh that, yeah, uh, and a lot of them do really good work. Um, so yeah, yeah I'll have to go absolutely. check that out. Talking about Rex Rocket, though, a game I've never played, like I said, a game I also never heard of. I did look it up on Steam. The gameplay actually looks really, really fun. Um, How much is it? The, it is a dollar. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the characters kind of remind me of the character sprites just in the the way that they look in Blossom Tales. Like, they're very similar. That okay. type of character sprite artwork. Uh, but it says, inspired by the retro glory days of 8-bit games, Rex Rocket is a traditional 2D platformer brought into the 21st century, paying tribute to classic NES games like Mario, Mega Man, and Metroid. Okay. But yeah, this game looks really, really fun, actually. It really does. I, it's, a, it's a dollar. It also <laughs> it also has like, almost like a Mutant Muds aesthetic. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And, and the, the it's got a little bit of a bullet little... hell aesthetic, too, especially during the boss fights. Yeah. It looks very indie, but it looks like like really clean indie. Like this is not, this was not just thrown together. So oh, very cool. Oh oh oh! Are you looking at Steam? I am. Click on Pic- Castle Pixel. Castle Pixel. Okay. Look at their other games. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Blossom they, Tales. It's the same team that did Blossom Tales and Blossom Tales Two. Very cool. Okay. Okay. So Rex Rocket was their first game, very and then cool. they did Blossom Tales and then Blossom Tales Two. That's why it looks so. That's just like this character sprite looks so. Freak, it, it looks too close. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <laughs> cool stuff. Look at that. Look at that eye, man. That's what you. That's what you all pay for out there. That kind of expertise. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get get what you pay for. It's why it's free. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth every penny. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, man. This but this is cool. It also, you know, looking at it again, it looks like a little bit like Cave Story. A little bit. Which, sure which also has some Mega Man DNA for sure. More like Metroid overall, but it has some Mega Man DNA. Um, and I mean, hey, they're pretty close. They're, they're siblings, you know. They're cousins at least. Absolutely. Hopefully yeah. not the West Virginia kind of cousins. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, no offense to any of our li- listeners in West Virginia, of which I know <laughs> there are some. Uh, you could have picked. You could have picked any number of states uh, in uh, anywhere between West Virginia and where I live. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, before we get too far down that before rabbit we hole, anyone else? Um, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into my first block, and we're gonna start things out with one more NES Mega Man clone that is uh, definitely less well known than uh, than the two that you brought. Uh, I'm sure some people out there have have heard of it. Um, but we're gonna listen to round two from. The Cryon Conquest, the Creon Conquest, anyway, K-R-I-O-N, released January 25th, 1991, composed by Kiyoshi Yokoyama and Masaki Kase. Thank you. 
Next up, you're listening to Buster Gal from Medigal, released May 23rd, 2016, composed by Mohammed Kamil Sudrajat. Close out my first block with 60s stage or Crash Man from Rosenkreutz Stilett, released December 31st, 2007, composed by Blue Sky.
coming back in, we are talking about a very familiar sounding track, uh, although we can't place it. This is round two from The Creon Conquest by Kiyoshi Yokoyama and Masaki Kase. Yeah, there was you were like, ooh, this this you this felt like something to you at first. And then right around like the 42nd mark, another melody kicks in. And I was like, wait a second. Like <laughs> I even like I screamed out like, dude, this sounds like something. You are right. Like this sounds like something else. I just don't know what it is. I have a very vague image, like a, like a foggy mirror image of a game. It's a really generic platformer with a character like going from screen to screen. And I don't know what it is. Like, I guess it could be this game, although I don't remember ever hearing of it before. But it just it reminds me of generic NES stuff. And it gives me a very specific feeling, but I can't connect it to a specific game. Yeah, but yeah that's the part fair. you're talking about. I had, heard, really I had heard of this game. Okay. I had heard of this. I had just never obviously played it. Um, and I don't know much about it. And I don't even really know that I've heard anything off of the soundtrack. I may have. And maybe this just feels familiar to us because we've heard this before and we just don't realize it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm actually double checking. Uh, yeah, you have not played anything on uh, no, from this. No, we've definitely never <laughs> played anything from this game before. Like I said, otherwise I would have at least heard, I mean, I have heard of it, but I would probably know more about it, it since we talk about the games usually. Um, but yeah, this is one that I don't really know anything about. I do like the sound of this track, though. Like, yeah. it, it's a very nice sound, and that melody at the 42nd mark feels very nostalgic to me. Like, it brings on a lot of feelings of nostalgia. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just got a a feel of like the early NES games, which is a little weird because it came out in 1991, but it reminds me of things like like disconnected things like DuckTales and Air Fortress and stuff like that, you know, like the older, just, you know, the fun games, a Karnov, you know, games we played when we were kids. Um, and it, I mean, it sounds cool. I, I didn't look up gameplay of this one, but... Um, Nor did I. Yeah, the description of the game on Wikipedia sounds pretty fun. Players control a wand-wielding character that fires different types of projectiles based on the wand type the player has selected. So there's like like your different Mega Man powers. Uh, the wand selection is signaled by changes in the player's outfit color. Again, Mega Man. Um and okay uh the okay it also has cutscenes. they're similar to ninja gaiden um okay creon conquest allows players to shoot directly upward which is one of the big differences between it and mega man uh it also did charge attacks before mega man 4 came out with the mega buster so yeah cool well there you go it's got a very very, very, very japanese nice. mega man copied creon conquest <laughs> it's got a very uh, Japanese sounding backstory that I'm not going to get into. Actually, kind of like one of the other ones on my list. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, looks looks fun. Looks like it might be worth checking out. Uh, I might might see if I can hunt down a way to, to try this one. And the soundtrack very, very was all nice. pretty cool. It was all cool stuff. So okay. I would encourage so people to go out. check it out. Yeah, yeah, worth checking out indeed. And that brings us to my middle track and probably the most different sounding of, of all of my tracks. Um, this is Buster Gal from Metagal, which I also probably know the least about. There's not a, a great deal that I I was able to find that like really digs deep into this game. Um, I mean, it's on Steam. It, it's also on Switch. Um, <laughs> also, again, uh, another game that's very cheap uh, on Steam. Mm -hmm. It's four dollars. 
Okay, yeah, on Switch it's five. So okay, um, so yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo taking their price cuts. <laughs> very similar looking to Mega Man, but also has you mentioned uh, looks kind of like Mario as well. Yeah, definitely. Even a lot of the just like the background sprites and stuff looks very similar to Mario. Um, like I said, there was a, a section in the trailer on Steam where the character is like moving around a a lava type stage and. And in this stage, I'm trying to find it again. Yeah, so there's the... So I guess she doesn't climb on the cage. She, like, goes through the cage. You know, like, thinking back to, like, some of the levels in Super Mario World where Mario is climbing on the cage and, like, hitting it to turn it around. Gotcha. It looks very similar to that stage. She just doesn't actually climb the cage or hit it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, very, very so Mario. This girl's name is, uh, is Meta. She is a cyborg girl, apparently, and... Unlike in Mega Man, where you're fighting to uh, destroy robot masters that uh, you're... Uh, so, originally, Dr. Light created the six robot masters in Mega Man 1 in order to serve mankind uh, by performing different functions. And Dr. Wily corrupted them uh, and tried to use them to take over the world. So Mega Man had to hunt them down and scrap them so that Dr. Light could fix them. And that's kind of the original story. Metagal apparently follows that a little bit more. Um, her creator, Dr. Ray, has been kidnapped by General Creeper, <laughs> evil, leaguer, evil leader of a rogue army, uh, who also kidnapped Metagal's sisters and has turned them into battle cyborgs. And so she has to do the same thing, uh, face her sisters, free them, copy their abilities, and then uh, take down General Creeper. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, I I can tell you I'm probably not going to play this game. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even, honestly, it doesn't look as good as, uh, um, you know, your your Rocket soundtrack, uh, Rex Rocket, or your Rex yeah, Rocket like, game. And, you know, Rex Rocket game looked really, really fun. <laughs> it's four or five times as expensive, and it doesn't look as good, so I mean... Yeah, uh, you it know, has, if I, if it I has can, mixed reviews. It yeah, has mixed reviews. If, if I can ever find it for super cheap, or, you know, you know... <laughs> I mean, it already I, I, is super I, cheap. Uh, I'm talking like, you know, like a, a flash sale where yeah, it's like, like 50 cents or something. A dollar or less. Yeah, Not 90, exactly. 90% off or something like that. Um, I might, uh, or I might just find a way to see if I can see if I can try it out, you know, uh, try before you buy type thing. But maybe not. I honestly don't really care that much. Uh, it looks cute. <laughs> I, I guess I could I say for it. I wouldn't waste your time. Like, honestly, reading through these reviews. The, the highest rated one, um, the person wrote the good, the graphics are nice for a 16-bit Mega Man clone, the neutral character handling is pretty spot on, music is unmemorable and repetitive, and the controls are rigid but decent, the bad level design is beyond abysmal and enemy placement is shoddy at best. Uh, and I scroll down to the end of the review. It's a very lengthy review that he wrote for a Steam review. Um, overall, I don't recommend this game to anyone who is a fan of the genre or even looking for an alternative from other games like Mighty Number no. 9. This game falls so flat on what makes a platformer good and memorable that I regret adding this game to my library. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's no good. You don't want to be compared to Mighty Number no. 9, especially unfavorably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, it's like, Mighty Number no. 9 might have been a good game if it weren't so glitchy. This isn't even yeah. a good game. 
Wow. This okay. isn't even as good as Mighty Number no. 9. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, I I would disagree. I don't think that the soundtrack is really unmemorable. I think I think there's some pretty no, cool I've stuff on, in I've here. I've only heard this. I've only heard this track, right? I would have to listen to the rest. Um, it's. I mean, there were a couple other tracks I could have brought. It's not fantastic front to back, but there were a couple other ones I could have brought. I just brought this one because it's different. I like the, uh, the angst and kind of the darkness in this one. Uh, also, the fact that it's called Buster Gal reminds me of, you know, the Mega Buster. So, what a Absolutely. But uh, you know, this next game though also also looks kind of cute and looks like it could be fun. Um, Yeah, this one looks kind of cool. Yeah, this uh, talking about Rosenkreutz Stilette, which I don't know where, but I heard about this game from somebody fairly recently. It might have been Jeff. Might actually have been the aforementioned Rage Cage on one of his shows. Um, Okay, but. This game, um, so it's a dojin. This game has most very positive reviews, by the way, on Steam. This game is generally really well liked. That's cool. That's good to hear. How much is it on Steam? I closed it. Uh, Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Okay. Well, it looks like a lot of care and a lot of love went into this one. Uh, it's a dojin, so it's essentially a one-man show, kind of like the original Toho. Um, and I, it has inspired some some spinoff media, uh, again, like the original Toho. Um, but the creator took some existing uh, music, basically, and plugged it into the game. And so Crash Man was actually a song originally written by Blue Sky, um, yeah. who is just kind of a kind of a you know a scene composer, and uh, the creator who I keep you know I keep referencing him and then uh, okay uh, Erka colon E S E R T A colon E S Erka S is the uh, <laughs> the creator of the game uh, took yeah. this took this tune and turned it into. 60s stage or 60s stage or something like that but yeah this looks like just a cool little Mega Man clone um, this game I, has a sequel as well yep yep I saw that how do that. you pronounce the name in the sequel of this Freudenstockel uh, oh gosh uh, yes uh, Freud Freudenstockel yes yeah you got it right yeah. see mm, nice you could nice. have done Rosa Stilette. I can, I, can <laughs> I can speak German how about Ziyana Fakata Freudenstockel. I can I can use I can use I can speak travel language in German. I can ask if you have a ticket. I can ask where the train station is, and I can say I want a room with a bath and shower, which makes it sound like I'm calling you a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to say. Ich möchte ein Zimmer mit Bad und Dusche is do you have a room or I want a room with a bath and shower <laughs> occasionally it's fun to just say in an angry voice and, and appreciate the looks you get from people <laughs> like like a lot of German if I'm being honest but yeah absolutely what did it's you think a very this powerful track, language though? it's a very powerful language this track dude this track is dope I thought you would it's like it's very very rocking which I mean, obviously, you think Mega Man, a lot of music in Mega Man sounds very similar to this, which clearly it should, but um, also love the horns. Those are supposed to be horns, right? Yeah, are they absolutely, horns? man. Yeah. Yeah. This is like this is like <laughs> ska, dude. Hell yeah. So cool. So but yeah, cool. it's I, it's funny that we both got kind of a rocking track for the third one in our blocks for this opening opening bits, yeah. but yeah, it's um, kind of cool. 
But yeah, I just I really like the the horns, like the guitar, I like that that four on the floor drum beat, the do do do. You know, it's just this cool stuff. And um, yeah, I might I might have to to look up more info about this game because it looks really cool. Background basically is that um, there were magic people, but then the church started being mean to magic people, and so one guy and his followers fought back, and then the church let magic people join their army, and those are the Rosenkreuz Stilettes. Or the um, I don't know something like the, uh, the the soldiers of the rose Cro- blades of the rose cross the Rosencroft stilet um, literally the stilettos of the rose cross but a stiletto was actually originally a kind of dagger so you know the blades of the rose cross also it's not a not a shoe uh no, not originally <laughs> oh, okay. but Fair. but yeah I think that stilettos were called that because of like a similarity to a blade in the design do you have a pair of stilettos I do not. Um, I, uh, I, I don't either. I don't have any, any, any jokes about that. Um, (laughs) but, but, but yeah, um, so yeah, basically that's the, that's the story. Uh, so you, you you control the warrior nun who plays like Mega Man. (laughs) Yeah. A little cast of warrior nuns, dude. That's kind of a cool concept for a game. And, And apparently, um, makes references to other games like Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero, Castlevania, uh, references anime, manga, tabletop RPGs, board games. Apparently, it's got a lot of got a lot of that that stuff in it. So yeah, I'm gonna Absolutely. have to have to check it out. Yeah, and I want to hear more of the soundtrack. Obviously, again, it's it's music that is out there already, but mm-hmm. I still want to hear what they picked, and because it's probably stuff I've never heard. Like well, I never heard of this before. This so well, and somebody who uh, you know puts this much care into a game is going to also carefully curate the music that they pick, and so that's always yeah. that's always cool. So absolutely, absolutely. But all right, <sighs> I am well. ready to. I'm excited about this next block, man. Um, I actually had a track from one of these games, but I replaced yeah, from it from the very with original a, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a with a different game. Um, and I'm excited, dude. Um, I I have not played very much of this series at all, so I'm excited to hear you talk about it when we come back. Uh, well, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I also haven't played much of the series. However, I'm a big fan of the music in this series. Okay, okay. Um, I think I think the music is really really sick in this series, and when I I saw it on your list I was like oh okay and so I wasn't going to bring it I was going to bring some other stuff right I wasn't going to do the block like I was going to originally do which mm-hmm. is fine but then um, you were talking about potentially replacing something because of a track you were thinking about bringing which will appear in your last block um, or a game you wanted to pick from and I was like alright well if you bump something bump this game this series so that way I, I'll do this block still then and you're like alright cool so yeah we're going to do an entire block here dedicated to Azure Striker Gunvolt featuring a track from both one, two, and three, kind of like I did previously on with that. Uh, I don't remember the episode, um, but for the Banner Saga, when I did that block on Banner oh, Saga, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can't I think remember that the was, was that Austin Wintry though. Uh, it probably was. You're right. Yeah, it probably was our composer appreciation for Austin Wintry. Um, so to kick this block off, let's go ahead and take a listen to "Lightning Runs Through" from Azure Striker Gunvolt, released August 29th, 2014, composed by Ryo Kawakami.
Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Crazy Mirror's Mad Melody, otherwise known as the fake Zonda boss theme from Azure Striker Gunvolt 2. This released on September 29th, 2016, and it was composed by Ryo Kawakami and Mina Hatazoe. Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Phoenix Winged Sun Deity from Azure Striker Gunvolt 3. This released on July 28th, 2022, and it was composed by Hiroyuki Sato.
Coming back in, we are talking about Lightning Runs Through from Azure Striker Gunvolt, again released August 29, 2014, composed by Ryo Kawakami. This is so cool sounding, man. It and really this, is. This sounds so Mega Man already. Like, yeah. just right from the start, this is just so in your face Mega Man right at the start. Especially. Which I love, by the way. Especially, like, the later Mega Mans, like the. Uh, the PlayStation ones and like Mega Man 11, also some X in there. Um, I was going to say sounds, a lot of the YouTube comments yeah. talk about ZX, yeah. and then a few even point out like Wily Stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely some strong Mega Man here, and I, I have heard Gunvolt compared to the ZX and Zero games quite yeah. a bit, actually. Yep, yeah. So I've played the original Azure Striker Gunvolt and Gunvolt 2, which we'll talk about next. Never finished either one of them, but I did put several hours into each. Um, I believe I may have. Yeah, I definitely got a code for the second one. Um, okay. I did not get a code for the first one because we did not start doing level down games, as we were calling it at the time, until 2016. This game came out in 2015. So, um, but I do own this game. I do have Azure Striker Gunbolt on, on Steam, and it is a really, really fun game. Right. It's just like I said, it, it's kind of a Mega Man clone, but it's also it's got a lot that separates itself and it does try to borrow from other um, other games, even that Kaiji and Afune worked on. Cause this is another Kaiji and Afune game um, and developed and published by NT Creates. So there's a lot of strong ties to Mega Man already right there. But um, yeah, these games are just really fun, man. The third one I haven't played yet. I was telling you, it just came out last year. Yeah. So I have not played the third one yet. Um, but I'm a massive fan. So again, haven't finished either of the first two. I likely will pick up the third eventually, and maybe I'll get around to playing through these games again and properly finish them instead of playing a couple hours after they came out and then just never going back to them. Um, but the soundtracks I've always gone back to, like these three soundtracks are just incredible from start to finish. And they're just really fun to listen to, especially if you like that style and, and sound that originated with Manami Metsume and Mega Man. Well, and it's 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 interesting. I've um you know it just in the background. I, I've moved into the your second um, Gunvolt theme, which was my favorite. We can just of the na- block we can and, just naturally transition yeah. into that one, which <laughs> is again crazy mirrors Mad Melody from Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, released September 29, 2016. Again, composed by Ryo Kawakami, but also featuring Mina Hatazoe. Well, it's interesting because what I was going to say is they're, the sounds of these three tracks, at least, are, are, are really different. But they are. there's a lot they're of variety. They're very different. There's a lot of variety in the first soundtrack, just within the soundtrack, uh, which is the only one that I listened to. Uh, I listened to probably about half of it. you brought a different track from that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. Um, and it was a different sounding track, definitely, than, than yours. It absolutely, um, probably was, yeah. But I don't remember which one you brought or else I might remember. I was just, uh, I was blown away by the size of that first soundtrack. And, um, but all but, three yeah. of them are very, very big, right? They're all 50 to 70 plus tracks deep. Um, there's a ton of music in this game franchise, which again, <laughs> I appreciate because it's all really strong and it's fun to listen to. This second track, for, or yeah, the second track in that block, I knew you were going to love. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I don't even know. It, it's, it's funky, it's Japanese, it's, it's, it's anime, but it's also like, 
just, I don't know, it, it reminds me of Yasunori Nishiki, and he's one of my favorites because of what he can do with different like types of music and just blending them into something brand new. And yeah. that's kind of what's happening here genre-wise. This is just a really, really cool track. I think that this may be my track of show. It's definitely my, my, my track of this block, but I think it may be my track of show. Um, nice. Strong really words. Stuff. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a I lot also, going on in this track too, right? There's a lot going on in this track. You said when we were listening to it, you could listen to it 10 times, talk about it 10 times, and talk about something different each time. I could, yeah. Uh, just from from what it's doing with like the way it moves between the different parts of the track to the melody itself, to the instruments, um, to the, 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 the crazy, like the drummer here is just going nuts. But everything works, and that is oh, what is so... the drum beat is just incredible, dude. Yeah. But, but everything works. Like, there's so much going on, but everything works. And that is what is probably the most impressive about this track. You know what's also also cool about that is that it, that's a very, again, we talked about it last week in the Manami Matsumi episode. But also that, you know, again, Jake Kaufman and him being so influenced by her. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. similar to their styles. It is, Just yeah. The fact so that they much can, in a track. That is true. I actually didn't think about that. That's That's a really good point. I also have to shout out, it, it's really cool that they've got Azure, uh, which, you know, Azure Striker or like Blue Bomber, like Mega Man. That's a, that's right. a cool little nod to, uh, to, the, to the origins here. Well, yeah, like I said, this is definitely a uh, Kaiji Inufune joint. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he, he knew what he was famous for. <laughs> I mean, he created Mega Man, so when he did Azure Striker Gunvolt, he, he knew exactly what to do. It's it's just exactly it's just so cool though. Um, it's just it's just I'm glad these games actually did well, right? Because again, Mighty Number no. Nine did not, and then the other game that we talked about, I think was it called like Red Dawn or something? That one never came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although apparently, if you if you want a, a good mighty uh, mighty uh, experience, you can play Mighty Gunvolt. <laughs> you could play Mighty Gunvolt, which is a crossover between Azure Striker Gunvolt, Gun Gal, and Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, but you know what's crazy about what him? is crazy? He is the producer for the upcoming game in 2023, and I think we may have known this, but I had forgotten until I just saw it again. A game you are very much looking forward to. He is producing Fantasy Life I, the girl who steals time. Really? Huh? That's so weird. <laughs> Was he at all involved with the first Fantasy Life? No, he was not involved with the first one. That is so odd. So I don't know. I don't know why he's producing the second one. I don't know huh. why. I have no idea. No idea. Well, hopefully it Maybe. turns out Dude, more like. What if uh, Mega Man is in Fantasy Life? I. What if there's an appearance <laughs> of like Mega Man in there? Yeah, you. One of your one of your jobs is cyborg, <laughs> and you can get Mega Man clothes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be friggin' friggin' sweet. Oh, but that's hilarious. That's so weird. It'll be interesting to see if there there's any Inafune stuff in there. But yeah. Uh, but we have moved on to to uh, your third Azure Striker yes. track here. Yes, Phoenix Winged Sun Deity from Azure Striker Gunvolt Three, released July twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty two, composed by Hiroyuki Sato. I didn't this notice this really, before, really but track. Uh, it is a dope track. Gave me uh, Trails vibes for sure. It did. The, the yeah. cover of this looks like a uh, an aged up Pokemon cover. <laughs> okay, because of like the contrast between yep. yeah the blue yeah. dragon and the orange dragon and uh -huh. the two you're the not wrong girl <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong 
It, it this looks, game, looks um, sick, though. This game has very positive reviews, the third one. Um, I think they all do. Yeah, they all have very positive reviews on Steam. But this game, honestly, it looks definitely more brought up in, in terms of, like, the visuals and just everything that's happening on the screen at once. Azure Striker Gumball 3, like I said, I will get this game eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, since I don't own the other two, I might just go ahead and jump into this one if it's... Or if may, like maybe a, wait till like you get bundle. it. You can tell me. I wonder <laughs> oh, if they yeah. have like a bundle. Okay, that would well, be. Steam doesn't have a bundle, but it, I mean, someone might bundle them together eventually. That bundle is true. Bundler. Maybe I'll wait, and by then you'll have played it, so you can tell me. <laughs> yeah, by then likely I'll have played it. So uh, I imagine it is a great game. Like I said, the other two are really, really fun. And again, the soundtrack from start to finish for Azure Striker Gumball Three is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, there's a speed bike level in Azure Striker Gumball Three. That's kind of cool. Okay, like you're on a motorcycle slashing around on enemies. That's dope. Interesting. That's yeah. That's like uh yeah, like the such opening a fun track. Opening of I want to say Mega Man 2. He's on a he's on a speed bike. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mega Man X2. X2. But um yeah, yeah, this, such this a fun track, track man. this, this is track is definitely track. giving me Mega Man X vibes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely for sure. But yeah, that was my block on Adver Striker Gunvolt. Cool, man. Very cool. Okay. Well, I'm excited to get into this next block because there's some really cool music in here, including um, the the mysterious one that we were talking about before that I I bumped Azure Striker Gunvolt for. So, um, but I'm excited to get into this first one because it and its sequel both have some really good music. I, I do actually own this game, so I can talk a little bit about it when we come back. Uh, nice. But we're going to start out my second block with Firestorm from 20XX, released October 12, 2016, and composed by Brandon Ellis.
Moving on to Left Alone from Gigadeep, released in 2010, composer unknown. Closing out my second block, we're going to take a listen to Cape of Ist from Batboy, released May 25th, 2023, composed by Evader Music.
Coming back in, we are talking about Firestorm from 20XX, composed by Brandon Ellis, also known as City Fires. And I was telling you, man, I, I there, there's a lot of good stuff on this soundtrack and on the sequel, 30XX. But this one I landed on because it just sounds so Mega Man. <laughs> oh, dude, this is just, <laughs> I mean, 20XX, it knew what it wanted to be when it came Absolutely. out, right? Yeah. It knew what it wanted to be, and and it did it okay. It, it did. did it, it okay. Did. I mean, but I the think, music is yeah, dope. Absolutely, man. I think gameplay wise, weren't the stages like procedurally generated or something? Um, um, not well. I have no idea. To be fair, I, I don't a think they were. It's I don't been a minute, think and, that and they I've were. only played a couple of of them. But uh, yeah, you said, I don't remember. Do you own but, this one? Did you say I you do. own this? I do. Oh, okay. uh, it was one of the giveaways on Epic uh, after I first joined, and so that's how I got it. So I, I didn't buy oh, it. It does say ever. It does say ever changing levels. So I guess. Whether they are procedurally generated or not, I don't know, but something about them changes each time. Yeah, so, which may be why some of the gameplay is not as tight, because all the Mega Man stages are, you know, very meticulously crafted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. you can tell. Um, but yeah, man, the, the soundtrack slaps, and this track is just, it's so good. It, it reminds me I a, a lot of... I love the vibe of, uh, of this track. I love the vibe. It reminds me a lot of Dominic Nenmark's work on Mega Man X Corrupted, um, which I've made no, I've made no, no bones about how that is one of my favorite, um, you know, like fan soundtracks. So, which you recently brought to a previous episode of Radio Hour, right? I did. The my favorite track from the uh, soundtrack, the Sparkling Scorpio um, Power Plant stage. Man, man, freaking rad track. Still, still one of my favorite pieces of of like music. Period. So good. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, this very nice. This is real good. Real strong. Yeah, really, really nice sound. And again, I mean, very, very close to Mega Man, um, City Fires, or Brandon Ellis. I mean, he really nailed it. He did a great job. Yeah. And you can tell, uh, just looking at his Bandcamp list, you can tell he really loves Mega Man and cats. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I would definitely encourage people to check him out on Bandcamp. He's still he's still City Fires there. Uh, he's Brandon Ellis on his official soundtracks. But, um, but who doesn't but, love cats? Yeah, right, right. But but all good stuff. And um, he has an indie album on there, uh, No More Sad Songs, that I think is just all original stuff that is, there's some really, really good stuff on there. So shout out to that one. But hopefully um, no sad songs. <laughs> yep. Not, not, not from what I remember. But um, <laughs> yeah, not much to say about this game. I just, I, I love the soundtrack and uh, this track in particular is really cool stuff. Um, yeah, I really liked it, man. Great pick. I really liked it. That brings us to something completely different from a game that I had ooh, never heard of ooh, ooh, before. I love at this. All. My God, did I love this. But yeah, a track that I knew you were going to love. Uh, talking about Left Alone from Giga Deep. Uh, this was sick, dude. This was so good. Don't know who composed oh, this. We speculated no a little bit. Uh, so the developer of this game, uh, which is like an indie kind of one man show type thing, was um man I had it up and I closed it. What was it again? Peeposoft. Peeposoft. Yeah, which is also the name of a composer. But when you go to the composer's website, this game isn't on there. So we don't think it's the same person. But man, this I is. I wonder if this 
I wonder if this text in the YouTube description translates to anything. Huh. I don't know. Um, it does. Okay. It translates to the King of Fighters, which makes sense because it says KOF 98 above it. Interesting. Okay. Why is that listed there? What is, uh, does that mean this is a, like, was it pulled I from? Wonder, I wonder if, if it was, because again, this is a shovelware game. This is a mm -hmm. freeware game, so it wasn't published by anybody. It was just uploaded to a web Website. I wonder if this is a track that exists in another game somewhere. Maybe, and but I mean, particularly it, King of Fighters '98. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things here. It doesn't sound like King of Fighters to me, though, which is weird. It but. really doesn't. But I'm actually going to look up that soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, this is this is really cool. It's it's apparently more Mega Man X like than Mega Man like, but I mean, it's you know, it's all Mega Man. So. Um, and I just want to read this this one thing from this uh, review I found on IndieOverlook.com. Um, just like its fully capitalized name, there is nothing graceful nor elegant about Gigadeep. Nearly everything, <laughs> nearly every part of the game is sloppy, loud, frantically kinetic, and of course, ridiculously entertaining. <laughs> so, you know, it's free. Might as well, might, might be worth trying. Um, and the map screen is definitely like Mega Man X. <laughs> so there's nothing on the King of Fighters 98 soundtrack that even closely resembles the title of this track. Okay. And the soundtrack sounds nothing like this yeah so like it sounds nothing like this so no idea why that is uh in there in the description but but this is a very very sick like trance type club type beat oh my god this just this is a vibe man this is a real 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 solid track i like this a lot one of my favorites of the episode for sure yeah like i said kind of like kind of like what you said about the azure striker gunvolt 2 theme that you knew i would like it when i heard this i was like oh yeah i gotta bring this for brian he's gonna love this and i love it too you know it's really good stuff reminds me of uh yuzo koshiro's work on the wangan midnight series Ooh, it does <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong Plus, how fun is it to say Peepo Soft? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Apparently in this game, uh, you know, there are eight bosses to choose from. There's an initial highway stage. There's an evil scientist and a skull fortress. And the two main characters, okay. Deep and Pappy, resemble and to a degree play like X and Zero. So, <laughs> um this man deep the deep guy who is the the x like looks and everything from his jump animation to his run animation is like straight out of classic mega man he looks really weird though like he looks kind of derpy <laughs> <laughs> he's apparently a purple monster so I, I don't know um pappy looks much cooler it's like a like a blue zero complete with a green lightsaber blade but uh yeah but, nice. but cool stuff cool very stuff. nice very nice great track loved it good deal good deal well that brings us to the uh, um, kind of special feature, I guess, of the episode, uh, the most timely uh, inclusion. Uh, we listened to Cape of Izth, I-Z-T-H, from the recently released Bat Boy, which looks really, really fun. Um, some of the gameplay I saw gives me messenger vibes, but there are definitely... There's de de Even definite the soundtrack has here. messenger vibes, dude. It does. Not necessarily in like the melody, but definitely in the instrumentation no. and like the arrangement, yeah. the way everything comes together. Uh, and there was one section in particular of this track that you really, really liked. Dude, it's the end right before it loops. It's just such a sick sound. Like it's so cool sounding. Um, 
I've not listened, obviously, to anything yet from the soundtrack mm-hmm. um, outside of what's been featured in the trailers. But I'm very excited now that I have access to the entire soundtrack to explore this because Bat Boy is a game that um, Kyle, I think, bought immediately. This is a game we talked about quite some time ago when we used to do Max Level. Yeah. Uh, but, start my heart. Uh, but Kyle also talked about it recently on the week it came out on um, Play on Arrival, uh, which brought he, it back up on my radar. But he hadn't. He didn't play it yet. We okay, just talked yeah. about that he wanted to. That he was going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. We talked about he said. It, he yep. said it would be be a day one purchase. Um, I think he said he was surprised that you'd left it off the list <laughs> that that week. Yeah, because I had forgotten. Um, I forgot that mm-hmm. it was coming out on the uh, the twenty fifth <laughs> or twenty sixth of May. Yeah, this is real recent. Yeah. This was just. This has only been out for like two and a half weeks. But, but yeah, man, it looks it looks really cool. Looks really fun. Definitely like a love letter to uh, to retro games and. Yeah, the, the soundtrack is really cool. A couple of the other tracks on the list that I, I almost brought were Windy Forest. It was a really cool theme. Molten Mines, also a very nice theme. And uh, Ship Armada uh, were three of the other tracks that stand out in my memory. But but really, the, the whole soundtrack is solid. And it's only five bucks on Steam if anybody wants to check it out. Um it's that's uh, how we were able to listen to it it is yeah i I just went ahead and bought it because we couldn't find it anywhere else and uh yeah it's literally nowhere else yep i do not regret the purchase so yeah yeah there's my just goes to show if you're dedicated (laughs) enough damn it we'll buy the music to feature it on the episode that's right that's right (laughs) but you know glad to uh glad to support the composers here composer for bat boy is uh evader music who i had not heard of before I had not either. Now, obviously, Batboy is a game that I looked at when I was putting my list together as well. Uh, and, and I did look into Evader music a little bit. They've done a couple other games. Uh, they did Smelter, which I had played before. It's a sw- At least I played it on Switch. I think it's on okay. Steam as well. Smelter. Uh, is that, that has something to do with Adam and Eve, I think, what I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're Eve. Yeah, fresh out okay. of Eden. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah like you, you actually play as Eve. Yeah, that's that's like what I thought. she gets kicked out or some shit. Yeah. Uh, Purnell talked about that on Rhythm and Pixels. That's how I heard about that game. But okay, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I have to check that soundtrack out a little more. Um, and I want to give a couple shout outs. Uh, a couple of games that didn't quite make the cut. Um, I know you said you had more as well. One of them, that the soundtrack is really cool and the premise is cool, but apparently the game didn't deliver on it. It's a, a 3D take on the Mega Man X formula called Protodroid Delta. Um, okay. And it was a track. Uh, the track I, I pulled was Rise Up, which is just really, really freaking rad. I'm actually going to share it in our, in our chat here, but um, would encourage people to check that soundtrack out. Had not heard of it before. Uh, also, a little indie game called Ninja Senki, which is kind of a retro throwback. Um, had some pretty cool tracks, but uh, they, did, they didn't quite make it. But a couple of games that I have actually played before. And... Um, uh, one is Gunman Clive, and there's a track from Gunman Clive 2 called The Panda that I liked a lot. But in the end, I ended up cutting Gunman Clive because it, it remind. I think it's a little more kind of like Contra or the Konami, like running gun style than, than true Mega Man. Although in Gunman Clive 2, you have a couple of different characters you can play as, which is kind of like Mega Man X, but it was a stretch for me, more of a stretch than the other tracks I brought. So that's the only reason that one was left off the list. The other shout out I want to give is to a little game called Venture Kid, which is actually the game that made me think of this whole idea in the first place. 
Uh, have you heard of or played Venture Kid? Maybe. I've not played it. Okay. I may have heard of it. I heard about it on um, another podcast called XBGM where the hosts uh, interviewed a guy named um, who was going by the name Norrin Rad, who was the composer of, of the soundtrack. And on the strength of that episode, of the music in that episode, I bought the game. And it's fun. You know, it's not great, but it's solid. Uh, it is fun. It is a total Mega Man clone, uh, front to back. Um, but the music is really, really strong. And the only reason I didn't bring it uh, is that uh, Norrin Rad, Matt Creamer, um, little peek behind the curtain, is most likely going to be featuring on next week's episode. And so he's going to get his moment in the spotlight. So, uh yeah, I left off Venture Kid, but but fun game, great soundtrack. Definitely would encourage people to go check that out. If I wouldn't have done the Azure Striker Gun Vault block, it would have been a Rock Maiden block instead. Those are my honorable mentions. I would have done Rock Maiden 1, 2, and 3. Okay, cool, cool. I don't think I'd, I'd heard of the Rock Maiden games, so I'll also have to go. Also Toho Projects, just like uh, Michael's okay. track. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but I would well, have featured that, makes that, sense, that, that series as well, yeah. And the music in, in Toho and its spinoffs is, from what I have found, really polarizing. You either really like it or you can just kind of live without it. Um, I, I usually really like it. Um, I, I don't think, I don't know that I could go through a whole episode of it because it goes really hard all the time. It's always at 11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always right in your face. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even we may as well just talk about it, right? Even the closeout track, right? K uh, Kanpaku Yumo stage from mm -hmm. Mega Mary, which released on May 21st, 2006. This was composed by Yutu Akiyama and NKZ. Um, it's just immediately, as soon as it starts, it's just in your face. It is. It is. Uh, I don't I hate that. Uh, and I had a track <laughs> from it that was a little less in your face, and I didn't like it quite as much. But uh, <laughs> uh, there are the, there are some great um, great Toho soundtracks out there. Um, there's one, oh, gosh, why can't I remember right now? It has to do with an apple, um, but it's that one's really good. If you look up Toho Apple, you'll find it. Uh, Christina V did a cover of it, actually, which is fantastic. Um, oh, nice. U-N-O-N uh, Was Her is maybe the most well-known Toho track. Uh, it's really good. I don't like it as much as the other one I mentioned. To this, whose name I can't remember, but uh, but it's good. Uh, but my favorite Toho track is one I played on uh, very good music, and I, I believe that the name translates into "We Live in a Lovely Cemetery," <laughs> and it's it's really cool. It's got kind of an eerie vibe to it, which makes sense. But it also has that rocket in your face style, like your closeout track. Uh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, which got to shout out the organ in in your closeout. That's my favorite. Yeah, part. yeah, it's so good. I guess this game was designed like the actual game was to. It was meant to be a clone of Mega Man Two specifically. Okay. So they specifically targeted Mega Man Two with this one. With characters from some different uh, Doshin games, but featuring some of the characters from the Toho franchise. So yeah, including I think the main character. Yeah. Uh, that the one that wears the red dress and the red bow in her hair. I mean, she definitely mm -hmm. looks familiar. I've seen her in other Toho projects. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, this game has like a plethora of bosses, dude. I was looking. So they, they have normal bosses, mini bosses, and castle bosses. And I don't know what they mean by castle bosses. 
Um, hmm. there's I don't know either. There's eight normal bosses, eight mini bosses, and 12 castle bosses. So 28 total. Okay. Well, all right then. I wonder if it, wonder if it tells me. Let me see here. In, uh, let's see what it says. I'm, I'm curious about this boss layout. In traditional Mega Man fashion, Mega Mary requires you to beat eight bosses before challenging Pacioli and her fortress. The bosses can be defeated in any order. However, since each boss has a weakness to another boss's weapon, it is advantageous to follow an order that starts with an easy boss and then a lot. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Like Mega Man 4 and all Mega Man games after it. Any other? Okay, so it doesn't say anything about these. Uh, mini in addition to end state bosses, there are several other unique characters that the Toho series or from the Toho series you will encounter. Oh, so they had brought other characters from the Toho series into this game that serve as mini bosses ah, during okay. some of the stages that are more powerful than normal enemies, of course. Gotcha. So I think some of the characters we're seeing in this um, artwork that we're looking at here. So the character in the red dress, her name is not Toho. Her name is Rimu Hakaru or Hak. Okay, Hakari. that's right. Yeah, her name is Rimu. I see her here. She is a normal boss in this game. These are the eight bosses we're looking at. Are there eight oh. characters? There? One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, there's ten. Um, okay, so I, I bet wonder... one of them is like the main playable character or something. Yeah, probably. Maybe the one standing on the house. Yeah. Um, because I don't see... No, I take that back. That is Yuyuko, who is the third boss. <laughs> um, so I could probably figure it out just by, like, who's not a boss. Yeah. But um, the castle bosses, it does not say what they are. So it doesn't say how they come into play. But I wonder if maybe those are, like, the bosses that are in the final, like, Wily stage type thing. Maybe there's, like, a, a, a gauntlet of bosses before you get to whoever Patchouli is. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know. But this sounds like a dope game. And I mean, just looking even at the um, the boss select screen, it is literally Mega Man 2. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Man, uh, what did you think of this uh, this episode inspired by one of my ideas? I thought I had a lot of fun, actually. I thought I had a lot of fun. And I did. <laughs> I did. This was really fun to do, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was. This was I fun liked to research even because I had to dig, right? Because I, I couldn't think off the top of my head. I mean, I, I know seven Mega Man clones, but I couldn't think of like seven that I actually wanted to try to find music from. So this yeah. one actually required me to dig a little deeper than some of our previous episodes the last month or so, which was kind of nice. I haven't had to yeah. do that in a while. And we discovered some some cool new soundtracks. Some new things. Along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's always fun. I really like episodes that turn out that way. And, uh, uh, you know, like we said, it's a good coming off of the Manami Matsume episode, Matsume episode. And at least one of the composers who is uh, tangential to <laughs> the Mega Man series is... Uh, going to be showing up next week as well so yeah very nice i'm excited very very nice well i think that'll about do it for us before we get out of here do you have anything you want to plug i do not other than uh well a shout out to um my kid Chukapau, who is uh of course, of course um now a uh, full-on grown-ass adult. Um, <laughs> she just posted a um, Pokemon, I think, Black 2 Nuzlocke that uh, she was excited about, but I think the Black and White 2 games are her favorite Pokemon games. She loves the Pokemon series, so that's saying a lot. So, uh, people go check that out. Give it a like and a comment. Help uh, help the algorithm pick that up. But shoot Kapow on YouTube. But other than that, um, nothing to plug. So, yeah, let's... Let's call it a night because I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. That sounds good to me. All right. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. 
We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box or ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to again be taking a listen to Kanpaku Yumo Stage from Mega Mary. This again released on May 21st, 2006, and it was composed by Yutu Akiyama and N.K.Z. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.